welcome to the MinMaxed podcast today. We want to thank you for joining us and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. Today we're going to enjoy a little bit of a performance, a little bit of adventure, a little bit of... Who am I kidding? This is the MinMaxed podcast. Come join our Discord. Come join our Patreon if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way. And a shout out to our three members at our grand finale level. Emily S, Wolf, and Blartimus Slump. A recap of Session 38. We take care of a few mundane house cleaning items, and then Bubbles the Clown is brought to the camp by the city guard under suspicion of selling pesh. He informs us later that it wasn't so much a suspicion as definitely what he was doing. He also informs us of a potential entrance to Moonstone Hall, the place we're looking for. It's in the Woodworkers District. We then begin to prepare for our first show in Escadar. As show night arrives, a couple celestial menagerie motherfuckers show up to cause problems. Apparently, they've poisoned some animals. As we confront them about this, Jeb chooses to do so with his axe. Delamar and Ruana get rocked, but the wizard and Aves become friends. We manage to take Ruana alive. We bring them to Kalkak, the bar guest, and he eats them gratefully. Are... are we the baddies? So you guys, you all walk away from the cave. You see the big top ahead of you. You can hear that there is the din of the crowd, but you certainly know that it's not coming from outside the tent any longer. You would assume at this point that all of the attendants are seated. Yeah, we need to hustle back. I hustle back. As you all are hustling back, a familiar face pops up. I would assume that you guys are all headed back to the backstage portion of the tent where you've just entered the big top and directly into the backstage. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Derekus is waiting maybe 10 or 15 feet away from that entrance to the uh, backstage area. When you all come inside, he flags you down. Hey, Moonlight hey guys. T- Moonlight turns to everybody and says, don't say anything. Okay. Like, like anything at all? Like anything. <laughs> Just be quiet. Derekus goes, hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, hey bro. Derekus. I heard there was uh, heard there was a little commotion that happened over here. But uh, what happened? What's going on? There was some celestial menagerie people causing trouble, but we got rid of them. They're gone now. That is what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that... Uh, you all kind of went went back around the tent to have a conversation, but nobody ever saw them come back. I asked people as they were coming in. There's was, uh, there was two of them. No one ever saw where they went. Where'd they go? I'd assume they just went back to the circus. To the manager. told them that. to get out of here. Told them to get, go on and get. Go on, go on, get, huh? And yeah. Go on, get. Jeb, give me a lie to me check. But I'm not good what, at that. That's why I fucking said don't say anything. <laughs> I'm an expert, though, so you never know. I didn't hear don't say anything. I just got excited and started talking. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Jeff, what'd you get on your lie to me check? 17. Also, diplomacy isn't how you lie to people. How do I lie? Lie you mean deception. Oh, all right. Seven. <laughs> really? You told them just to get out and leave and they left? Come on. 
Well, Come on, Jeb. We did have to get a little more forceful with them than that. Okay, okay. We had to have few words. Peach Prime might have taken a couple swings at him. Oh, we got a little violent, it sounds. Yeah, just to try to scare him away. And, you know, they left. They're he gone. Kind of, he puts his fists on his hips and his knowing smile kind of turns into a little bit of a frown. He just goes, just a little bit of violence, huh? Just a little bit? Where are they? Where'd they go? Moonlight? I don't know. Aves, who followed everybody back, kind of goes, man, I feel like something really bad happened, but I just can't, like, can't, like, put my finger on it. Yeah, see, we convince him to stay with us because we're better than them. Who's this guy? I recognize him. He's Aves. He was with the Celestial Menagerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I, yeah, that is who I rec- where I recognize him from. Aves, t- t- tell me again. What'd you say? What'd you say, Aves? And Aves goes, man, I don't, I don't actually like remember what happened, but man, it feels bad. And Derekus goes, Moonlight, what happened? Really? Where did they go? Well, I don't know where they went after they left here. I don't have a crystal ball. Go ahead and give me a lie check on that. I got a 23. I don't think I have anything to boost that, so. It looks at you and he cocks his head a little bit. He goes, I suppose you wouldn't know where they went. Where'd you all come from? Look at that. People waiting in here for a show. You're off in the woods somewhere? Preparations. Yeah, we're getting ready. I mean, we did... We had to chase them off a little bit. So they went into the valley then? Well, off that direction, but... Huh. Then they took man. off once they got a- got around. Man, you must have really scared the crap out of them. For them to head that direction. Why? What's that direction? Well, I mean, that's further away from Eskadar at large. They're going into the wilderness that direction. Why wouldn't they run back toward the Celestial Menagerie? I imagine they'd run back this direction. They'd have to come through here to get back in that direction. I mean, I doubt they're just going to run into the valley. They'll probably make their way around. Huh. They're not going to just keep going. That would be silly. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Guy, ah, you guys have got a show to put on. Yeah, I'll let you concentrate on the show. I mean, you know, obviously, you were just back in there and preparing yourselves. Whatever weird rituals you circus folks have, I still don't understand it. But I'm going to stick around and watch the show. Oh, please do. Awesome. I'm going to go take my seat now. Moonlight bows to him as he walks away. <laughs> and Aves goes, man, something really bad happened. Like, it's okay, really man. It's okay. Bad. Just, just smoke a little bit more. It doesn't feel okay, though. You know, something feels like wrong. What, you poisoned all my animals? Like, did something bad like that, you dick? What? Who would do that? Some asshole with a flute. Wait, you did do that. What? Yeah, something about, like, poison coming off of you. Oh, man, yeah. And he, like, blows a little green cloud out of his mouth. He goes, yeah, that's a, that's a thing I do. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. Yeah. Wait, I came here to poison your animals. I totally did that, didn't I? Huh. Yes, that was very bad. Like, oh, maybe... Maybe that's the bad thing. Do I feel bad about that? And he, like, looks up. I think your conscience is getting the better of you, finally. Do you like animals? 
No, man, I don't think I care about animals. They were really cute animals. One was a bear. Does he glow? Some of Mistress Dustlight's animals glow. It's crazy, man. I don't know how she does it. Jesus. Are there some celestial animals? How do we make shit glow? I don't know. You can see, like, their rib cages through the glows. You can see their skeletons and, like, glowing coming from under their skin. It's crazy, man. That doesn't sound healthy. Jeb, what do you know about glowing animals? This doesn't sound familiar to you, Jeb. Uh, jellyfish is deep. Mm-hmm. I know all about jellyfish. Tyler was wrong. Fuck you, Tyler. What? Jellyfish? But yeah, jellyfish don't next- have bones. I specifically remember rib cages. Yeah, but when you, like, mate them together. They have rib cages when you mate them together? Like with oh, other- Don't we have to go do a circus or something? <laughs> like, that's. Let's go do the circus. Oh, there's a circus? Man, can I come? Yeah, just don't secrete anything. Okay. I mean... Yeah, that's, that's the one rule. Don't poison anything here. Oh, don't poison anything. Okay, where do I watch the circus from? He, like, starts looking around randomly. I'll take him backstage. Out I was going to say, who's, who's somebody that isn't in the performance? I'm the uh, Flamboni twins. It's just... like As, as you, you guys are actually... the Flamboni twins. As you guys are talking to Aves, and Aves is kind of like spacing around a little bit through the, the back curtain, the professor comes. He goes, oh, there you are. Goodness, we were all so worried about you. Yes, we got delayed, but we're on our way. Let's get this show on the road. The show is about to start, yeah. You guys have the, the act and the order together. I'm sorry, I'm all sorts of flustered without Moonlight and the, the rest of the board here. I'm just uh, concerned. Yes. The uh, throwers are up first. Okay. But I think we should have a quick word with everybody first. I, I, that's a good idea. The, the, the menagerie folk showing up did throw them just a touch off kilter. The circus is about to start. Now we're going to get into some circus performance. The opener for your opening act in Escadar, your very first performance. Who is your performer? Got the dwarven throwers up first. All right, who is going to be rolling for the dwarven throwers? The dwarven throwers have a plus ten in athletics and a plus seven in acrobatics. Yeah, I'll, they'll roll some shit. The dwarf roll for the dwarves. Looks like last time we had them go acrobatics first and then athletics. All right, so do you want to keep that same order? We'll see how the acrobatics goes. Well, first trick check. So we're going with a seven acrobatics. We get a 19. A 19 is a success, which nets you one excitement point. How much anticipation do we have right now? 18 anticipation right now with a max of 20. But as the Barker with a successful check, you could give us plus five to the max. After a successful trick check, which just occurred, is that something that you are going to do? I don't know, should I? I mean, having a higher max anticipation does not hurt us, I don't think. So I don't see why not. It doesn't raise our current anticipation. It just raises the possible. It just raises the possible max that I can tell. Increases the maximum. It doesn't have an immediate negative effect, right? But 
one thing to keep in mind is you fail a show if you're below your anticipation. So I mean, yeah, but right. I'm not changing our anticipation. I'm changing just the maximum. But yeah, I'll do it. maybe maybe we wait on it until we get our anticipation or our, our incitement a little closer to our anticipation. Because okay. right now we've got one excitement. Remember, it's eighteen anticipation. So we need to get that excitement up first. And the only way to increase anticipation during the show is on crits. Is on crits, correct? So the Dwarven Thrower's first check was a success. For the second action, what will you do? Uh, athletics, right? Athletics check, all right. Since they don't have the agile trait in their show, this will be at a minus five. So essentially plus a plus five. Plus five overall. Look at that dice go. Why won't it stop spinning? God damn it, Spencer. <laughs> the anticipation. Seriously. Yeah. Killing me. Building anticipation. Uh, not 15. That's what we need. 15 is a success. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think we want to push our luck and try again, do we? No. <laughs> At a zero. Oh. <laughs> just pass on our final one. We just pass on the third one. Okay. The Torben Throwers put on a tried-and-true classic for you guys. They form a living catapult and launch one of their numbers at a pyramid built from a bunch of dwarves and knock it over in a stupendously large and exaggerated fashion, which will take us over to the second act. This is the build-up. And for this, we have Fidget and Peach Pie. Uh, now, this is the first time that you guys are actually doing using the higher level performer. Yes. So, Fidget is a fifth level performer. Therefore, the DC that Fidget needs to beat is five higher. So, it's a DC 20. She has two checks available, and it's acrobatics at a plus nine, and performance also at a plus nine. So, her skills are lower than the Dwarven Thrower's athletics? Yeah, that's so it would seem. Are either one of them agile? Fidget's fireworks are not agile. Ooh. I feel like she's kind of a shitty performer. Why did we get her? I think we realized how bad she was. Compared to the level ones, yeah, it seems kind of crazy. Uh, like- now, I-, I want to give you the the description on this because this is peach pie's debut performance it is yeah, i mean also he's been ascending the clowns but he hasn't actually been a performer now I, i'm i'm going to say just out of my own curiosity on it, it it seems to me at least that there's absolutely going to be a co-star reaction here it makes the most sense that's how you do crossovers is the, the co-star reaction mm-hmm. yeah exactly so Another performer in the same act as you is about to attempt a trick, and you help another performer pull in the act, pull off their trick, granting them a bonus. So what you're going to do is you're going to make a co-star trick check All right. for Fidget, mm-hmm. and you're going to need to tell me what skill you're going to use to co-star in Fidget's performance. Does it have to be the same one? I thought it had to be the same... It doesn't have to be the same. Oh, no, I take that back. It does. Attempt the same check as the trick check you are attempting to aid. It's probably useful to find out which checks you're going to be trying to match. What are hers? 
acrobatics and performance, they are both at a plus nine. Okay. Well, I'll use my acrobatics as my reaction. That's my better one. Okay. So then I'm assuming we're going to let Fidget go first in the rolls. Yes. So what is Fidget's first action? So I would think Fidget would come out and she'd be juggling her sparkler thingy, her fireworks. And it's pretty cool. And then what happens is I think Peach Pie would come out. Maybe it looks like Fidget's about to start something on fire. And then Peach Pie's rain cloud turns on and like puts it out. And he tries to hand it back to her. And she looks at him angrily because it's wet. And she manages to get it relit. And she starts juggling. And then she starts tossing him to Peach Pie. And he's supposed to juggle back. But every time they come to him, they get put out because of his rain cloud (laughs) that is over his head. And she gets angry at him, you know, just pretending, but she gets angry at him and keeps having to relight them. So it's like half juggling, half lighting fireworks and dousing them over and over again. And that would be how we love that kick off. I fucking love that. So I will make that co-star reaction using my acrobatics. Okay, so then uh, Fidget's first action will be acrobatics as well. Okay, is that right? We're doing it right, Swami? Yeah, I think... We're really only planning on having her do one. Yeah, well, she's only doing one because she's too short. Her checks aren't very high. Right. So her first one will be her acrobatics then. Okay. So let's go ahead and make the acrobatics check for Fidget to start. This okay. is going... Well, no, I'm sorry. Well, no, he co-star. should make the co-star check. Yeah, I should make the co-star first. Co-star. Your DC is 20 on this. Okay. All right. Oh! Ooh. I roll on that 20. Get a 30. That... That means this is going to give a plus four to Fidget's acrobatics check. So oh, who's good. gonna who's gonna roll Fidget's acrobatics? This will be at a plus thirteen overall. I'll do it since I'm doing this whole thing here. <sighs> Jesus, that's a good thing. Hit that plus four. I roll a seven and get a twenty. She hits it spot on. So that's going to be a success for her acrobatics. And then at some point, she's going to come up to me. And like Peach Pie is now juggling all of the fireworks and they're all put out because of his rain cloud. And she's going to come up to me and she's, you know, looking up at him and is shaking her finger at him. And then he like picks her up by the, on the top of the head, like palms her and then starts juggling her along with the fireworks. (laughs) All right. Peach Pie. I think that's, that would be the pass from her to him. Yeah, definitely. That's like, so the, the, so that you guys juggling back and forth was the acrobatics with the co-star. And then Peach Pie's first action is what? Do, should I do... What do you guys think? Should I do one or aim for two? Well, you got to make your first action first. I know, but I'm just trying to decide. Right. He, he wants to know, should he go with his lower check first mm. in anticipation of doing a higher one? What should are I your, just go with my higher check and just call it good? What are your skills and what's the DC? Well, my athletics is 14 and my acrobatics is 10. You need to hit a 20 for both of them? Yep. 22. 22. You need to hit 22. Yep. Sixth level is 22. I would say just do one. Yeah, I'm just going to do one. Just and I'm going to make do your one at your highest. So that's what I do. I use an athletics check to juggle her. And maybe there's some other weird things that I start picking up and juggling. Maybe a couple of the dwarven throwers. I don't know. They're probably too heavy. But, uh,. Here comes my athletics check. Keeping that hero point in reserve. Don't need it. Roll a 16, got a 30. 30 is a success. 
So that's plus six excitement? Yeah. Correct. So, so I think at right that, at that, I think you should I, do your Barker. I want to, yeah, Barker is so up to 25, is it then, for the max? 25 max, yep. One thing I want to bring up to you guys is that you get the send in the clowns action every act, which turns a failure into a success. The problem is that the point, at this point, we're going to go flying by our 18. Yeah. The wizard takes Peach Pie's successful athletics check because it sounds like you're passing your second and your third yeah, no, trick I'm not actions. Doing anything more. The wizard in the middle of like, how would you like increase the maximum anticipation? Like, what exactly is the wizard going to do to prime the crowd to increase that maximum anticipation? Let me tell you, Tyler. Um, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> Why don't you make like, something just, up and make like, me sound a, smart? That whole thing there, like Tyler's saying, what is it going to be? And I thought, Ted's not going to have anything. And then Ted's like, let me tell you, Tyler. And I'm like, oh, fuck, Ted thought of something. <laughs> then it was, then he was like, no, I don't know. I, I was on an emotional <laughs> roller coaster there. That was, that was a roller coaster. Um, no, I, I picture... I picture the whiz, the way that he's going to drum up anticipation, for me at least, would be him casting that illusory... What was the thing that you did that made yourself seem way bigger? Like, there was a spell you cast for that. Was it illusory? It was illusion spell. I have some of those. Let me look through my spells. (laughs) Oh, illusory creature. It's a second level spell. And you just made yourself seem bigger, right? And the image... So I can just make the image appear somewhere within 500 feet. So, and I can talk through the image. Oh. Do you have, is it going to be you or do you create like an imaginary barker that will drum up excitement? I'm lazy. I imagine there's two of us. I just have it mimic everything I do. So you don't even think of like to create something like wondrous and fantastical. It's just you. There's two of me walking out barking. <laughs> it's you and then your image. Yeah, and we Fantastic. completely in sync. Uh, 100%. And uh, while the wizard is drumming up anticipation for the big number and, uh, you know, talking about how cool it is to see two complete opposites juggle in such perfect tandem with each other, the wizard begins to sneeze and he sneezes and they're getting bigger and repetitive, and the crowd just stops talking for a second, and everybody starts looking. And as the wizard sneezes, this big, bright green bubble begins to form around his nose, and it gets bigger every time he sneezes. Then it starts swirling with color. There's violets, there's blues, there's pinks, there's yellows and reds, and this big snot bubble is like the size of a watermelon as he's just sneezing on repeat and suddenly it pops and as soon as it pops this rainbow sludge this goopy sloppy snot ball hits the floor and kind of and then it starts wiggling and then it ripples and it gets bigger And then it very quickly and unexpectedly up the wizard's robes right onto his shoulder and it chirps. It gives this little like chirp as it vibrates with the sound waves. And it 
has this goopy hand that forms out of its rainbow ooze and pops out of the little ball and gives a thumbs up. And it goes... And the crowd, for some reason, fucking loves it. And they start clapping and cheering and whoop, whoop, whoop. It's Flubber? It's a spell slime. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so spell slime is, you have a familiar that is a spell slime now. Yeah. And this is something you got at what, sixth level? Yeah. And you and Tyler have just been waiting to to describe how it forms? Yes. Tyler Tyler just made that up. I never heard it before. (laughs) Very good. Very good. I have a familiar now. Yes. Anybody that has seen the APG, dude, knows you what really, it is. you really think it has a name? <laughs> That's Aww. a good point. <laughs> yeah. The ooze. The ooze. It's the, the ooze. Oozy. We're gonna call it Oozy. Dude, I tried fucking saving his life. Thought it was the pudding that was inside of him. Nope. Just a spell slime. Then. Let's see, that was all of Act 2. We're now moving on to the big number, Act 3. Who is? It's Moonlight. It's Moonlight. And I now feel like I can do what I wanted to do originally in character. With the like scarf? The, well, I can add the scarf, but like now that I'm Shadow Bloodline, like I have the Darkness spell, I have that uh, focus spell called Dim the Light, which allows me to... like disappear when I cast a dark a spell with the darkness trait. Yeah, yeah. So instead of having to like have the lights dim, I can literally like cast darkness, have it go black, disappear. <laughs> so I can do it all myself without having to have like light tricks. I can actually do it myself. Thanks, APG. But it doesn't actually change my act at all, so <laughs> it just is more rules and thematic appropriate. Yes. So, what's your first trick check going to be? Performance. Performance. All right, let's see it. I'm gonna have to use my. <laughs> have to use my uh, hero point here. Instead, I get a thirty. There it is. So, Moonlight's first trick check is a success. And I will pass my other two. Pass the other two turns. Yep. Just All one right. big, one big trick. Then we're going to get down into Act 4, the finale. Uh, Act 4, I understand, hasn't changed much from the last time around. We're doing the animal acts. Yeah, I mean, Eskadar has not seen this place, seen this act at all, so why not? True. We have more animals! Oh, the animals. Except for the boars that we ate. <laughs> Don't bring the boars out. We still got baby boars, bad. though. Did you manage to bring any of the dinosaurs home? Did you get no, a diet? I no, I just did. I feel like Tyler didn't want me to, so I didn't. <laughs> we just let them loose into the ecosystem. We'll see how they do in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Life, life uh, finds a way. So then, and I was just looking at the stats of them, and it would just make me be like, "Oh, these things are so much stronger than turtle." And then, uh, yeah, you would definitely <laughs> not get to use them as animal companions. No, no, way. but even the annual companion one is really fucking strong. Okay, so. Yeah, no, Ellie. I was gonna ask. Yeah, we got Jeb, we got Ellie, we got Axel for the final act. Who's Axel? Is Axel's the... the guy that drops off treats to the kids. Yeah, that freaking pedal. <laughs> 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 
So he doesn't invite them into his wagon. Come on. <laughs> so who's gonna make and give their trick checks first? Jeb, you want to go first on this? Yeah. Well, no, I'm stronger, so she should go first. Okay. Ellie has two. She can do either intimidate or nature, and they are both at a plus seven. Her DC is 15. She's going to do an intimidate with Mr. Tickles. Yes. And he's going to kind of like be really violent and maybe even look like he's not in her control. Are you going to do a co-star at all? Yeah, I'm going to come in right after this one. Sweet. Then let's go ahead and give that intimidate check from Ellie. (laughs) Can I use my action point? Uh, I'll I mean, that. we can also just send in the clowns or something. Sending in the clowns te- technically works here, but if you want to use your action point, I'm fine with that too. I mean, she only gets us one excitement. If you fail your check, you get a six. All right. Well, yeah. Well, just so just wait, and then my my follow up. Now, and and another thing to know is that a failure is just nothing. No Same. excitement gained. No excitement lost. Nothing negative or positive happens on a failure. Sending in the clowns is one action. It does a failed trick becomes a success instead. Okay. Correct. We can only use it once per act. No, we can do it twice. No, we can't because David is an act. That's right. He is. He chose to be an act. Yeah, I was going to take that thing, but didn't. But you're better off being an act. Correct. Yeah, I'd say just send in the clowns and turn this into a success. We're actually already over our uh, anticipation, so it really doesn't matter. So, so then, whatever you want, I would say it doesn't actually matter at all. What you want to happen is for a critical success to happen, which increases your anticipation. Are you over? Yeah, we're at nineteen instead of eighteen. Okay, so you can't critically succeed right now, no matter what. She can be done. She just failed. Yeah, yeah. call it a failure and just let her be done. And then I, yeah. But then, so the snake looks like it's out of control. Turtle comes in and tackles it. But then it just becomes playful very quickly, hopefully. 31. That's a success. It's almost and, uh, a critical success, which would have been nice. Fucking one away. Oh, really? Wait, wait, wait. Nature, did you add the plus one for it being... Doesn't that get a plus one? That's that's true. You get a plus one to your nature check when you're performing a trick that has the nature trait. 32. Which is a critical success. Hell yeah. How large well, is Tickles? Just large, right? I mean, technically medium, but oh, I mean, really? the, the only reason Tickles is medium is because she, Tickles is like 12 feet long. Uh, and like still it just slithers up in a... Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you generate excitement equal to the trick's level, and you also generate anticipation equal to half the trick's level. So we gain three anticipation, which will increase how much money we get paid. So the anticipation goes from 18 to 21. Correct. And, and we're now so- at 25 excitement. You're going to pass the rest of your turn, Jeb? Uh, yeah, I mean, I could probably succeed another one, but I probably don't need to, right? We really don't no. need to. Yeah. Correct. Okay. So then over to Axel. Axel has a single check. It's nature at a plus seven with a DC yeah, we'll of 15. We'll just get this out of the way. Hey, he gets a 17. He succeeds. Congrats, Axel. Boy, this guy's got the short end of the stick in every single fucking performance <laughs> up to now, yeah? Poor fucking Axel. <laughs> I mean, at least he's out there. It's better than being the Flambonis twins and their sisters or whatever, and they're just sitting in the back. Babysitting the dude who's too high to remember the fact that his friends just got eaten by a bar guest? Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> I mean, they might be having fun with him. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> All right. Congratulations. We already know that that was a successful show. The anticipation for that show was a 21. And what was the excitement that you generated? 26. That's a success. So we started with 20 gold. We spent one gold on advertisement and made 26. I am going to throw a wrench in your profit gears. Yeah, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Because there were scalpel scalpers at the beginning of the show. How much money we made. Your prestige is treated as three less when calculating payout. It's prestige plus final anticipation equals payout in gold. So that comes out to 23 payout then, because fuck you, Tyler. (laughs) And final funds, 42 gold. Okay, that's done. Moving on. What's next? All right. (laughs) Successful circus. Yay. Also, the circus got 23 gold, which puts the circus's total funds to 42. Now, before we totally move on from the circus here, do you want to talk about permanent upgrades I think we just spend basically all of it on a big tent, which gives us like 40 max anticipation instead of 20, and move on. That'd be the way to go. As the show finishes up and the audience filters out, Derekus comes up to Moonlight. Hey, Moonlight! Good show! Thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, no, it was good, it was good. Uh, got a little weirded out by the snot glob that came out of your uh, wizard's nose during the performance, but, you know, all part of the show, right? He's very unpredictable, so you never know what he's going to do. Which is awesome. I mean, it's a circus. We want to see some crazy stuff. I'm impressed. But, in all seriousness, I'm probably going to come and talk to you depending on how my investigation goes. We'll see you soon, Moonlight. And he turns and walks away. Have a good night. So we're going to have to kill this guy, huh? I see I'm going to have to boost my deception. (laughs) (laughs) After the show, uh, Aves comes and approaches the wizard and goes, Hey, man, that was cool. What's the little guy you got on your shoulder and your rainbow slime that's on your uh, perching on your shoulder just kind of chirps? Is that like part of your act, man? That's really cool. Yeah, I like him. What's his name? Uh, he doesn't have one. Why, why does he need a name? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Like, don't most circus people have like names? Don't wait, don't most people have names? I walk away. And he kind of like reaches out and goes, wait, hold on, man. Hold on. Got any more of that stuff? Yeah, give him some. Sweet. Aren't you in charge of the circus or something? And he looks at Moonlight. Yes, I was appointed to that position. Cool. So... What do I do? You guys make me uneasy. I don't know why. I make everybody uneasy, friend. 
But why don't you come with me? And I'll oh. show you to a wagon where you can sleep. Okay, alright, so, yeah, okay. I'll follow the big clown. Right. And, and I'll take him to a wagon guy. where he can sleep. Which is exactly what he's gonna do. He's gonna go and pass out right away. And the professor walks up to Moonlight. It was a successful show, yes. It was very well done. I liked your number. You're getting more confident at it. In fact, it seems as though we don't need to make any more lighting tricks with you. It's very, very mysterious. Well done, Moonlight. Thank you. It seems like the crowd was pleased. They most certainly were. Aside from some disruptions at the beginning, things went well. Yes, very. I, I noticed the uh, the sergeant. Is he a sergeant? I don't know what he does. He's with the guard. Yes, he is. He asked a lot of questions while you were gone. Guards tend to do that. Oh. I can imagine he's a little upset about having to bring Bubbles back to us the way he did. Yes, I feel like we're drawing a bit too much attention, but I suppose we are the new show in town. Yes, with a successful opening night. It's fantastic. We're going to pack up. You all, the performers, go ahead and you, you take, take a rest. Take a rest. You all deserve it. We'll see you in the morning. Thank you. Let the... Flamboni sisters know that they will be in the next show. I will. So, the morning after the show comes, the sun rises. It's a beautiful day. Well, I suppose we should go see. I don't remember the name. We've got it somewhere. And be like, hey, we've upheld our end of the bargain. Or do we need to? Maybe that's irrelevant. Maybe that's unnecessary. I don't think we need to do anything. Hmm. I don't remember well, saying we were going to report to her. Then the only lead I can recall that we've got is uh, there's a bubbles lead. Yeah, there's a potential entrance to Moonstone Hall in a woodworker's district, and I don't remember why that was important. Well, I mean, Moonstone Hall is important, so. Right, but I don't remember what it was. Do you remember? I'm sure it's in my notes somewhere. What Moonstone Hall was? Yes. That was where the next thing was. Okay. Do we know anything? Okay. All right. Works for me. That's the next thing. It's All the right. Next thing. Then, uh, then, then, uh. I just don't remember what it is. I book one backstory time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> book one review here. At the end of book one, at the, the, uh, the Aaron Tower, you were told by Beleni, the succubi, and found in a journal that Kovnikash who was the Zolgath being defeated at the top of the Aaron Tower, was sent to the Aaron Tower by contingents of, of Zolgaths who resided in the Moonstone Hall, which ah, okay. is under Eskadar. So we think there's more... So there's more Zolgaths in Moonstone Hall, we're thinking. Okay. There's more okay. Zolgaths in Moonstone Hall, and those Zolgaths sent Kavnikash to destroy the Aeon Stone. Do we want to take a day to celebrate our successful show, or do we just want to head out? I think we keep going. All right. No no reason to waste time. We've had successful shows before. It's not like That's it's true. the first time. <laughs> this was our, our most successful show, but... We're getting cocky Moonlight's, mean, Moonlight's so disillusioned by success already. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you do know that one of, the real, one of the reasons that you came here was to investigate the Moonstone Hall. And... Uh, Try to find out a little bit more about these Zolgaths that are 
attempting to destroy the Aeon Orbs, why they may be attempting to destroy them. It's stopping their evil plot. And what what play do they actually have in trying to destroy the Aeon Orbs? Why would they be doing that? Why would they want to ruin their own land? I'm assuming from here. I don't don't know. I mean, importantly, where does Zolgas even come from? Where do Zolgas come from? Well, you see... When a mommy Zolgath and a daddy Zolgath love each other. <laughs> and that's the actually mommy a... Zolgath shoots her reptile eggs into a hole. <laughs> and the daddy Zolgath shoots his reptile sperm into the hole. <laughs> and five months later, all the little baby Zolgaths pop out of the sand and run to the water. And they smell awful. <laughs> David uh, brings up an interesting point. You guys don't actually really know where Zolgas come from. The realm Do of Zolgathians. Wizard? Tyler said that as if it's important. Would you like to I make a check? check on that? Recall knowledge on Zolgaths. Society check, actually. Interesting. 24. You do know about the Zolgaths that uh, they certainly are not native to the Starstone Isles. In fact, any mention of Zolgaths in literature indicate that they are from the under. Wizards of the Coast Intellectual Property Redacted. It's not actually called the under. Redacted in Pathfinder. Wait, shit, what's it called? Darklands or something like that? Darklands, fuck. It's the Darklands. You're right. Darklands, yeah. And also, it's pretty new, like, the actual knowledge of it, right? In right. Valarian? Right, yep. Yep, Galarian's knowledge of the Darklands is very new. Or if not new, it's at least really obscure. There are a couple of campaigns that take place in the Darklands, like the um, the Snake one. And Second Darkness. And Second Darkness, yeah. Second Darkness. Is Which is actually one of, the, one of the earliest um, paths. Well, let's head to this uh, woodwork, woodworker's district and ask around. Uh, let's check out this entrance. I know Bubbles said it was guarded by, like, actual city guards. Do we want to do some kind of reconnaissance? Is anybody stealthy anymore? I mean, I have stealth. Can you just, like, go out there and look like a tree and nobody can notice you? <laughs> I'd call that tree semblance. Oh, David. <laughs> no. No, you wouldn't. No. So what do you guys want to do? Do you want to We're go gonna... to the, the yeah. woodworker's district to try to find some sort of entrance to the underground Would we guarded have by town guard gotten or? i mean bubbles has obviously seen this right no 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 oh, he got rumors okay he got rumors rumors and hearsay does the whiz know anything about him no this place not without not without like actually doing some checks on some records if you want to go check out the historical records of the area you can certainly do that hey guys i'm going to go check out those records at the hall the thing. If you think you have a way to learn more information, then by all means do so, wizard. Tyler, I go look at records. Okay. You would know that you would need to head to... Well, you wouldn't know. You might ask around for a couple of hours trying to find a way to mention it, but you would be directed to the Magistratum, where there's uh, all of Eskadar's uh, historical records are contained... It also serves as Eskadar's primary courthouse um, and just all-around legal record storage. 
Peach Pie will go with the wizard. So the wizard and Peach Pie go to the magistratum then? Yes. Okay. How about Moonlight and Jeb? What are you going to do? Dynamic duo. Let's do this. But give me guidance. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like we should go talk to that one chick and maybe ask for permission to go into the sewers. Okay, go talk to Andera. Yeah. Moonlight, when you and Jebediah get to Andera Pauldrine's office, you are told that she'll make room in your schedule for you. There'll be another two hours before she'll be able to see you. Uh, I need to make like a no, no, no check. <laughs> a no check? I ain't got two hours, bro. <laughs> We're right. the goddamn... We do have two hours. But... Fuck. What are we going to do? Talk to each other? Sit in silence like usual. <laughs> <laughs> I just pictured Jeb turtle just trying moonlight. to small talk, like, and then I just decided to talk to my cat instead. And we'll cut over to Peach Pie and the Wizard. Go into the records. As you walk into the magistratum, the receptionist is a middle-aged woman, human, gray hair, tied back in a bun, and uh, she was reading a book as Peach Pie and the wizard and both of their very colorful familiars walk up to the reception desk. And Peach Pie always pretty much has his hammer slung over his shoulder. She doesn't even look up from her book as you approach. Hello. She puts a finger up. Hello. She reads a few more lines with her finger up. And then she looks up at you and goes, Yes, how can I help you? What is it that we need, wizard? What? You don't even know why you're here. I think we need to see some records. Yeah, that wood place. I'm sorry. The woodcarver's district. Yeah. I'm sorry. Please? What are you looking for? We're looking for records of... She puts a finger up. I touch her finger with my finger. Her eyes raise an alarm. Have you figured out what you're here for now? Records of the tunnels in the woodworkers district? Those records are sealed. Can you unseal them? For a price. How much? Ten silver for an hour. That seems awfully steep for a library. It's also... A waste of my time to continue to talk to you. Good day. She puts her head down. You're not very nice. She puts a finger up. I touch her finger again. She looks back up at you. She goes, stop touching me. I pull out ten silver and hand it to her. Ah, thank you. She pulls it down and puts it in a pouch right away. And she gestures her hand back to a door that's behind the desk. And she just goes, right through this door here. You will find it all in alphabetical order. Of course, the W's would be at the end of the alphabet. Would you like me to recite the alphabet for you? Which alphabet? A, B. He knows more alphabets than just that one. Oh, well, all of our records are recorded in common. All right. Well, thank you. And here... Please have this pretty flower for you. She looks at it and she looks a little startled. 
She stares at it with suspicion. It squirts her in the face. <laughs> she kind of squeals a little bit. I don't know what I expected. Please, go back and find what you've come to find. And I will come and find you if the hour passes. What if I come find you? Do whatever you want. I put the flower back in my pocket, and I pull a handkerchief out of my sleeve and say, Here, to wipe off your face. Fool me once. No. That's not how that saying goes. She goes and pulls her own handkerchief out and wipes her face off. And then looks very, very sad as he puts his handkerchief back in his sleeve and walks away. (laughs) It's okay, buddy. I'll pull your handkerchief. Thank you, friend. It just starts pulling and and looks shocked. Like he's never seen it before. (laughs) Each pie just has a little tick of a smile. Fucking clowns, man. <laughs> let's, let's see how shocking I actually look. Fucking clowns. Not that shocked. But there's an attempt. So not, that's the thing. That's more it, is that you tried. <laughs> that you cared enough to try. Let's okay, go check well, out these let's, records. Let's do some recall knowledge checks or whatever. Fuck we this library, do. bitch. Each hour, the heroes can attempt a society check to discover pertinent information. First hour. Ooh. 18. Do you have a hero point? Yeah. You could just pay another 10 silver for another hour. Or you could pay another 10 silver for another hour. All right, I'll go do that. It's a gold. Yeah, it's fine. I'll go pay another 10 silver. This bitch is fucking raking it in. (laughs) She takes it. Fuck me. I'm going to hero point that one pocket before I make you spend any more money. (laughs) 27. Okay, so in the second hour of searching through the records, you do see some records of something that's actually called the Moonstone Hall. You discover that the Moonstone Hall was buried shortly after Aridan's death to make way for civic improvements in the Woodworkers District. Its only remaining entrance is near a mermaid fountain that you find a map for. Profitable. We take that information I guess into our heads and leave. So the wizard's gonna remember that? I have the slime. The slime just kind of like places itself over the page and (laughs) presses itself down. And then you peel it up and it's like silly putty. Yes. Got a little map on the spell slime. And it's backwards, but we'll figure it out. (laughs) Uh, But no, Peach Pie and Bernard can remember this. Peach Pie, we're actually investigating. Isn't this exciting? Yes, it is very... Exciting. Hey, clown, does it, does your bird want to be friends with my slime? And I hold up my sleeve and let the slime crawl out of my sleeve. Slurp out slime. Out, is, crawl out. The, the slime comes out of my sleeve. That is absolutely disgusting. What's his name? I don't know. Hello, slime. Do you speak? It just kind of... Very interesting, is it? And he reaches out a little probosic, a little tendril that touches Bernard in the forehead. Bernard uh, gets a, hi! Oh, it speaks into the mind. Hello, friend. It's nice to meet you. My name is Bernard. Hi, Bernard. Hello. Oh, I think uh, we'll be jolly good friends. Well, good. 
I think I like you. You're colorful. I'm colorful. It's like we're brothers. What's your name, friend? Ah, uh, I'm not supposed to say. Uh, that's all right. Uh, we understand that the wizard doesn't have a name. And that's fine if you don't either. I still like you. No, no, he has a name. He just doesn't want me to say it. Oh, well, that's all right. I respect his secrecy. Okay. I respect nice. your nicety. Well, it's nice to meet you, Ooze. I hope we can be adventuring heroes together. Another little tendril goes out to, like, f take the shape of a little tiny hand about the size of, size of Bernard's hand. Oh, oh, my. And Bernard reaches out and shakes his hand heartily. <laughs> Spell slime hand. <laughs> Bernard and the slime are going to be best buds. In that time, after the two-hour wait for Moonlight and Jebediah to get in to see Andera, you get escorted into her office, and she has her head down, filling out paperwork. Greetings, Madam Andera. She puts her quill down, and she folds her hands on top of her desk, and she just goes, Ah, Moonlight, I understand that your show was quite the success last night. Thank you very much for pleasing. <clears throat> and Jeb. Yes, Jeb? You didn't say hi to me. Oh, hello, Jebediah. What's up? Thank you. That's all I got. Yes, the show went very well. And Dara will uh, look up at you and go, Yes, I, I do very much appreciate the uh, distraction you provide for the populace. Thank you. I certainly think that it went well enough that we will do at least one more show here. Well, good. I hope that you do more than one. If it was as successful as I was led to believe... I would expect for you to stay for some time. Yes, However, we actually already have plans to make the tent bigger and better. Ah, expansion already. Fantastic. Tell me, did you find anything of interest on the plot that you were placed upon? Yes, we found some wolves in a wolf den, took care of them, and kind of a cool old keep up in the hills, and oh! A uh, big ooze thing that split itself twice and almost killed us all. Ah. Well, I see that you are most definitely still alive, so I assume that you took care of it. Yes. Yes, we did. Well, good. The danger aside, I appreciate what you've done for the city of Eskadar. Were there anything, anything of note that you would like to bring up aside from what you've brought up? Uh, yes, we are looking for something called the Moonstone Hall? She cocks an eyebrow. Our understanding is that there might be an entrance in the Woodworkers District. Both eyebrows go up this time. Oh, I don't know where your information comes from, but it's startlingly accurate. Yes, well, being that we are kind of interesting folk, people talk to us sometimes. Oh, well they that's like, very interesting. They tell us about weird things because we're weird hmm well I will say that yes there is an entrance into Moonstone Hall or what was once known as Moonstone Hall in the woodworkers district however I have it guarded 24-7 yes we heard that also is there a reason for that is it dangerous down there I find that it is best to discourage the city's underbelly from entering in places such as this not to mention that I do not like or highly wish for all of the underground crime to cease 
and desist immediately, I find it's best not to allow the populace to wander into such places. Uh, on our way here, we did come across what we were told is the Aaron Tower on the road. Well, it was a little off the road. Long story. Anyways, there was Zolgat there, and we were told that they came from the Moonstone Hall. She closes the book that she was writing in, and you have her full attention now. I'm sorry, could you repeat that for me? You're telling me that there are Zolgaths under my city. Yes. Do you know what Zolgaths are? No, I don't know what Zolgaths are. Please, let me know what these things are, what they do, and what do they plan on doing in my city. Uh, they're also called troglodytes. Do you know what troglodytes are? Ah, now those I have heard of. The stinky lizards, yes? Yes, those. And my understanding is that there are some more powerful ones underneath the city that sent some underlings to the tower in an attempt you- to destroy the tower, which actually is part of what keeps the land alive. This all sounds quite unbelievable. You don't have any evidence to prove this, do you? I'm trying to think of if I have anything left. Yeah, I don't think I have anything specific to that. I pull out a religious symbol with a, a, a defaced Gosrin symbol on it. This isn't really proof, but we found these, and we do believe that there is some sort of cult or something at work here. Interesting. And you're telling me that it takes place under my city. Hmm. Is it your intention to investigate? Yes. For some reason, we were requested to help. I hope we're just circus folk. Um, his name's Harlock. Harlock Hamdiel? Yes. I am aware of Harlock. He's a good old friend of mine. Well, he's the only druid left in his order. Oh. Well, his... What's that place called again? The Hermitage of the Blessed Lightning. Ah, yes, the Hermitage. Ah, yes. I will say, if there's any reason that you may be concerned, and if Harlock asked you to do this thing, then I have a tendency to trust him, maybe sometimes against my better judgment. Here. And she'll pull aside a piece of paper, and she'll start scribbling onto it, and then she'll hand it over to you. Like and reaches out a branch and kind of looks at the paper, which is made out of its own kin. <laughs> <laughs> and as she's holding it out, she'll go, this will bypass the security that I've placed in front of this entrance that I believe that you speak of. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you see this as a threat as well. Anything that's a threat to my city, be it my own citizens or something from some place. I don't know where these creatures may have come from, these troglodytes. However, no matter the case, the safety of the citizens of the city are priority. Do you ever send guards into the tunnels, or do they just guard the entrance? We did attempt to send some guards into the su- into the tunnels, but they never returned, so now we just guard the entrance. Oh, well, that bodes well for us. <laughs> I suppose it doesn't, does it? No, not at all. If you wish to explore, please, 
If you could report back any of your findings to me, that would be much appreciated. I do not know much about that location in my city. As payments, you may keep any of the items that you find down there during your investigation, but report back all of your findings of the Moonstone Hall to me. Okay, we already sent Peach Pie and the Wiz to the something carrium. The Magistrim? Yes, the ma- that. Magistratum? Yes, that thing. Ah, so you sent the tall clown and the spacey wizard to Agnes. Fantastic. Can't wait to hear that story later. Well, hopefully they found some more information on the Moonstone Hall there. Let me know how you proceed from here. I must say I am surprised that Derekus hasn't come by, but he had some questions for you. Oh, well, I mean, I talked to him just last night. Yes, I don't know exactly what he's on about, but he says that there are some missing peoples that he believes that you are tied to. He's shown me no proof, so I have no reason to investigate you at this moment. Okay, well, I guess he can find us in the Moonstone Hall, or when we get back. I will let him know. She puts her head back down and says, I'm very busy, I have much work to do. Have a good day, Moonlight. And Jeb. And Jebediah. Hey, thanks a lot for your time. Moonlight bows and walks out. I'm Chip. Bye. (laughs) So you guys have a couple of things. You have a letter of writ that will help you bypass the guards that are guarding the entrance to what you believe to be the Moonstone Hall and the Woodworkers District. And you have a backwards map. Well, that absolutely went better than I expected. Yeah, that went very well. That was much better than spending two gold to a bitchy librarian. For a backwards map. <laughs> I don't know if it was because Moon, Moonlight just told the truth or or what, but it went it went well. So <laughs> I suppose we'd uh, all meet back up that evening and uh, the next day head on out. Derek is might catch up to us too before we go into the hall. Then I suppose so. Let's let that guy. He seems so nice. And like, I feel like pushy. I stay away from. I think we should just stay away from the circus for the day. For the night, go get a hotel room somewhere. <laughs> go get a hotel room. I really don't want to deal with this bullshit before before going. <laughs> I want to know how he's he not a, so much. He's how not did he manager. know so much? I feel like somebody saw and like talked. He just he was acting like he knew too much. But whatever. Yeah, he was acting like he knew what happened, but didn't have proof, and was hoping we would right. just tell him the truth. Right, that's what it seemed like. I don't know. It's There's like something fishy going on DM with this character. knowledge. So you've all discovered that the entrance to Moonstone Hall is in the Woodworkers District, much as Bubbles had sort of, to an extent, insinuated to you. Well, yeah, let's head to this mermaid statue. Yep, we're okay. going. You go into the woodworker. Is is it one of those statues where she's like peeing and that's the fountain? I or mean, she like spitting it. Like more like, like she's like a, spitting it. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure mermaids don't like pee. <laughs> of course they do. Yard. Pretty sure. Oh, I mean, okay, all right. Mermaids <laughs> pee, obviously. But if you're going to make a a fountain out of a mermaid, I can't imagine that you would have it pee. I'll bet one exists. And David's going to Google. And the <laughs> You find yourself coming across the fountain that is of two mermaids holding 
clay pots that are draining water into these fountains and it cycles through. There are two guards that are standing near the fountain. And also near the fountain, there is a hole in the street. There's the top of a staircase that descends down into darkness. And as you approach, the two guards cross their long, wicked-looking glaives, and one of them goes, Halt! Yes, yes, very impressive. And I hold out the writ. The one, like, cocks his eyebrow at me and goes, Ooh, let me see this. And he starts reading. And the other one looks down at you and goes, Who are you? We're circus folk. I see that. And he kind of looks the wizard up and down with his tie-dye cloak. And the one just, like, his eyes go wide as he's reading it. And he goes, This is signed by Andera. Well, yes, who else would have let us through? He carefully and suspiciously folds it up and hands it back to you. I only see writs like that in very specific situations. Your circus folk? A cloud appears over Peach Pie's head and begins to rain on him. And he pulls out a small umbrella and holds it above his head. I have to say, this is very unorthodox. And Dara gave... We are unorthodox people. Obviously. Well, I guess, given what the writ says here, you have free passage through to this area. And he, they re- very reluctantly pull back their glaives. And one of them kind of stares at you, narrows his eyes. And he just goes, are you sure? Check it again. That oh, seems like it I, could be maybe a forgery. I narrow my eyes right back. <laughs> oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> Hold on one. <laughs> oh, I, and believe me, I'm using it. Fuck that. <laughs> He had 23 intimidation on him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear a point. Uh, <laughs> Fucking gone already. I don't give a shit. <laughs> whoa. Oh, whoa. Hold on. Okay. All right. All right. We'll let you through. We'll let you through. Just don't do anything crazy. We're circus folk. What would we do? Leans over to the other one and just goes, they look like they do something crazy. I walk up to one of them. And I reach into my sleeve and I pull out one of those like collapsible bouquets of fake flowers. It goes, and I hand it to him. Uh, thanks. Does he take it? Yeah, he grabs it tentatively. I pat him on the head gently. And then I walk through the door. And he stares at this bouquet of flowers, tense drenched from the personal rain cloud. Yes. And looks back up at at Peach Pie. And they both pull their glaives back. And they look uneasy as hell. But they recognize Andera's signature. In fact, in the writ, it calls out the large sad clown, the dwarf with the Siberian tiger, the leshy who... the, The scary leshy and the elf in the Technicolor dream coat are allowed down into the area that they are guarding. Like, as I'm passing them, I stop and go, oh, by the way, you 
heard any weird sounds or any really bad smells or anything like that coming from the hole recently? Give me a diplomacy check. 30. <laughs> Fantastic. One of them looks down at you and goes, Uh, I have actually heard some strange sounds coming from down there recently. Uh, chains. I've heard chains and some strange hissing. Like chains dragging or jingling or what? Both. Both. Mm. But no strange smells? I mean, not necessarily, no. Why? I'm talking about like really, really bad smells. Uh, no. No, not necessarily. Well... The, uh, Zolgas must not have come too close to the surface. The what now? Zolgas. Troglodytes. Troglodytes. Stinky reptiles, scaly people, lizard people. You all are very strange. I blow smoke in his face. (laughs) Just, just get, get on your way. We do. And there are uh, less of a doorway, more of a hole in the street where there's stairway leading down, down into darkness. We go in. And as you continue down, the darkness is as a blanket. It envelops Moonlight's vision and Moonlight's taken back. Days in and days out, the darkness permeates their existence. Ever since that night, remembrance is fleeting. They feel traces of light, tiny floating motes of sunlight slipping through withered, gnarled fingertips. There was more to understanding once in another lifetime, yet it's fleeting. Beautiful, he crones. The hunched dwarf, he is the first tangible memory. Darkness incarnate wrought you, and darkness dost thou cast. A gnarled fingertip brushes Moonlight's chin. Frozen they stand, in the dingy faded light that bleeds in through the moth-eaten canvas tent as the motes of memories pass. You are the beginning. Yet the end. The dwarf turns away, clutching a dark-bladed dagger with a ruby in its hilt that glimmers as stray strands of light catches its facets. Suddenly, a hand pushes through the canvas tent and pushes it aside. Light, blinding, hits Moonlight's eyes. Mistress Dusklights! They hear the dwarf squawk. Fear. The thought faintly reaches the edges of Moonlight's consciousness. Coming from this man, the fear feels sweet. I've done it, they hear, unable to see the figure standing before them. The light blinds so. An indifferent voice they've yet to hear in this life cuts. This bush... Moonlight feels stripped bare somehow. 
for all the time you've been afforded to contribute, this bush is what will show for your efforts, Drogden? You've tested my patience. Show me. The dwarf straightens, straining against his tight, moldy hide armor. Drogden brandishes the dark blade with a flourish. Mistress, the entity that lies dormant in the item you procured from me snatched this one from the ether, wandering aimlessly through the darkness between the realms. I've yet to coax it from uh, to do anything from it as yet, but with time, with time, I can silence Drogden. A loud, sharp crack rings through the tent. The tall, slender silhouette drops the sturdy dwarf with a single blow, then leans in close to moonlight. You are mine, child, the silken voice croons as a clawed fingertip drags across moonlight's barked skin. Every creature here is mine, and mine alone. You are no different, whatever you are. The hand violently clasps around the throat of Moonlight's form, and the roots leave the dirty tent floor as they're lifted up within that grasp. You will do my bidding, as all here do. You will obey, as all here do brought up to eye level with the lithe silhouette that so abruptly broke the tent's comforting dark with sharp, piercing light. Moonlight still cannot make out the features of this mistress dusklight, and yet the yellow feline eyes seem to glow behind that iron grip. They narrow into menacing slits and bore into Moonlight's new soul. Do you understand? child. The light begins to dim, and from within, Moonlight feels the cold blackness. Those glowing yellow eyes fade as the shadow envelops him. The piercing light is muted. Shadows that danced in the tense dingy light take form, and dark tendrils lash out about the silhouette's throat and take hold. Moonlight cannot see them, but they know those glassy eyes widen in momentary fear as this mistress is pulled to their knees by the murky darkness that envelops them. Their roots touch the floor once more, and strangled gasps ring in their ears. Tis a sweet sound, they hear the thought pass, as the iron grip becomes jelly and releases them. The silhouette of this pitiful creature huddles in the darkness, unable to rise from the weight of the void emanating from Moonlight's form. But suddenly, the light returns as a loud shk rings throughout the tent, and Moonlight collapses into a heap with a dark, ruby-hilted blade driven into their back. Sharp pain surges through their body, their mind and their soul and the light is bright consciousness begins to fade the silhouette stands 
towering over Moonlight's collapsed form, gasping panic as the air returns to the mistress's lungs. A moment passes in bright silence. It will do, Trakten. It will do. Cage it! The words echo. Yeah, I must have not caught the beginning of that, and then all of a sudden I'm just like, why is Tyler still talking? (laughs) (laughs) Exposition. So that was just like, as we entered the darkness of the tunnel, or? Correct. As you enter the darkness of the tunnel, Moonlight flashes back. And you see Moonlight just kind of shake their head, and you don't normally see Moonlight kind of scared, but they look like they're just kind of like in shock almost. It's like you said, that's like a memory that they didn't even know they had, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the first time Moonlight remembers that moment. And then looking around, if nobody notices, they just keep walking. Yeah, I'd assume Peach Pie would be in front of you and probably wouldn't notice. That's what I was thinking. So like maybe you guys like kept walking and maybe noticed that Moonlight stopped walking and was lagging behind. Everything all right, Moonlight? Yes, yes. Thank you, Peach Pie. Every, everything is fine. Alright then. And I will continue to descend. And so we delve deeply into the history of Moonlight. Just as we delve into the depths of the Moonstone Hall. How metaphorical. Join us again next week as we continue The Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.